0: This episode of Christmas Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Disney to theater to Christmas, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world.
1: Christmas everybody, welcome to the Christmas countdown show We're back for episode number seventeen. Can you believe, Danny? this is episode seventeen of twenty that's wild there's I, not many left.
0: I was doing the math on it yesterday when I was like you know thinking about that we were going to record today, and I was like, wait, so sixteen out of twenty like we're like over seventy five percent of the way there, and now after we 're done with this this episode. We're like 80 percent. Yeah, that's wild. Pretty crazy. I feel like just yesterday we came back into this this room. I know
1: here we are. No, But here we are. Uh, And we're so glad that you're here with us. My name is Eric Peterson. I'm here with my good buddy Danny Jordan. We got Chris Sisley coming to us live from Brooklyn. Uh, No John today. No Ewing. No John Ewing. Ewing, Um, And Emilio is still in the I'm. I'm waiting
0: for the day that Emilio just walks through the door. Well, because he gets back into town this week. And so I keep wondering, like, if he's gonna like slide into my DMs or like, hey, how are things going with the show? Did you guys get a chair yet? No, you know, what would be really funny. Is you know, John had this chair at the desk, and we yeah. said, yeah, come back. But I, we put a little
1: pillow on the ground we, for. We just Emilio. take the chair out of the room. <laughs> There's
0: nowhere to sit. There's nowhere, and we just put a piece of paper on the ground. That says, Emilio goes That's here. So good, uh, sweet Emilio, um,
1: sweet Emilio. <laughs> but uh, folks, we're so glad you're here for episode number 17. Yes. Uh, today we are going to be talking about our top 10. Well, you're going to hear 10 through six. Yes. Uh, carols and hymns Mm. we've been looking forward to this list for a while a while because we we've talked so much about the pop music of christmas uh which we obviously love but we've also hinted at our deep love for hymns and carols and sort of just the old school songs that yes there are many versions of these songs but i think at least how i did my list was like i'm just talking like the song itself Mm. is like this is my favorite
2: but him, but not like songs. a specific not version a pres- of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think did I you do and...
1: specific artists? I did. Oh, I did yeah. not do that at all. I was really going by. Beats. It was hard. Top like songs. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have two this separate lists here. But that's what's fun about that's this what's show, fun about the list. You know? It's fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we're so we're here. Um. We, you know, what we need to talk to you about right off the bat. We should just jump right to it.
0: The guest that we have coming up later.
1: Do we want to tease that? Because this is a, like we have a major. This is like breaking news. Major guest. Major guess. And we'll, in full transparency, we've already done the interview. That's true. And it was glorious. But it happened like 30 minutes ago. Yeah, so it's fresh yeah. for us. It's very fresh. Very fresh. fresh. Um, and you guys are going to lose your minds. First of all, the person who it is is Darlene Love.
2: Darlene!
1: Darlene Love, Christmas baby, please come home. Yes. Recording legend, icon. Oh my gosh. Uh, Talk to us for about 20 minutes. She was so lovely. So kind. You're going to hear it all, but... We'll get to that. We'll get to that. And a special thank you to Chris Ruggiero. Yes. You know, Ruggiero. Kind of connected us.
0: Connected the dots. You know, it's so funny. He DM'd us on Instagram recently, like out of the blue. And he's like, hey, guys, I'm going to make that promise come true this year and get Darlene. I was like, I don't even remember you promising this to us, but I'm glad that you did or you think you did. And then like over the last couple of weeks, he connected us to Darlene's publicist And it happened,
1: which is just great. She really, you know, uh, somebody that's a legend or an icon like that, and she does tell us in the interview that today is her day off because she's in the busy season right Right. now. She's performing every night, and she was like, this is my day off. So um, the the fact that she would give us 20 minutes of her time uh, was really awesome, and you guys are going to love that interview. Watching you during that interview was one of my favorite (laughs) I was very excited. It's weird
0: to talk about something that people haven't heard yet, Usually this is like a bonus episode yeah, thing yeah. that we do, but I, I like that we're sort of like breaking the mold Teasing a little it. bit. I like it, and uh, you know, just sort of providing commentary. But it was such a such a cool moment. You're going to get to hear a fun thing that we got to play for Darlene. Yes. that's a throwback to the first season of the show, which was which was super fun. So, a uh, lot to look forward to yes, in this episode today. Definitely. For sure. What yeah. I
1: was gonna say though what I really wanted to hear about because we it's been a few days and I need info from Chris yeah Chris has seen the Rockefeller tree oh. in New York City um which by the way, just as another reminder, if you folks are not listening to Christmas time in the city, make sure you follow Chris's podcast yes. it's spectacular he has him and his wife do a great job uh, so make sure you check that out but Chris, give us a little uh, New York update about how Rockefeller Center and the whole city is looking these days.
3: It is certainly Christmas time in the city. The tree looks fantastic. We talked earlier before we recorded that it feels like every year they're, they're adding more lights. I'm not sure if that's the case, but it feels like there's more lights every single year. It's just incredible. The day we went uh, yesterday, it was a little overcast, so there wasn't that many people there. But it was a Sunday, which one of the cool things they do on select Sundays is they shut down Fifth Avenue from around Rockefeller Center all the way up to 59th Street. So you can walk the street and kind of see all the decorations cool. and all the, the fun uh, shops. It's a lot of fun stuff to do. But we, yeah, we, we saw the Christmas tree. We saw the light show at uh, Sax Fifth yep. Avenue, which is that. directly opposite of the Christmas tree, which is fantastic as well. It's just amazing. I'm so happy the Christmas time is here. It's just Honestly, my favorite time to be in New York City. Definitely. Now, I'm curious. Does that
0: show at Saks, does that happen every night? And it, does it happen, like, at a specific time?
3: It's about every 10 minutes once yeah. the, once it gets oh, okay. dark.
1: Yeah, once it's dark, it goes every 10 minutes. Oh, amazing. It's really great. And, I mean, because it happens so many times, it's usually not so insanely crowded that, like, mm. you can't see. And it's all up, so you really everybody can yeah. see it. But they do such a great job. I love that.
0: I'm so excited to see it. Because when I was just there, you know, for previews of yeah. Ohio they had all the scaffolding around the oh, tree okay, sure. and they had like that wrap around it. That's like the Christmas tree and it's blah, blah, you. blah. So I was like, well, it looks like it's going to be really cool, yeah. but uh, I'm actually going back in a couple of days. Um, so I'm about to go check it out and it. get some videos and stuff. But uh, it made me excited. Chris, I yeah. love, I've seen that video where people like shoot like a video of the tree and then
1: they whip like the 180 yeah. to show the light show going yeah. on behind them. It's, it's all right there. So amazing. And I then you got it. the ice skating rink is right there as well. It's so that's good, true. and it's the angels. You oh, want. I love the angels in that sort of walkway between the tree and sax. There's like these angels with these trumpets. It's so great.
0: Yeah, so. I think Chris posted a photo in our private Facebook group, looking down like where all those like sort of hedges are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the angels, and I was yeah. like, that image. Yeah. It makes me think of when Kevin McAllister's standing there at the end of Home Alone Two, and his mom comes and finds him there. Kevin, Kevin. Um, oh, so cool. Uh, we have some more fan mail. That's true. We should get get to to that. Let's Um, get some fan mail. All right. So uh, we have some fan mail and some brand mail that came this week as well. So we'll start with the fan mail. Um, This comes to us from... Uh, the state of Washington and our friend, uh, Alyssa or Elisa, it's E L I S A, so it might be Alyssa, might be Elisa. I'll just say both for safety. Um, but why don't I pass the card off to you, uh, to read and then I'll
1: pull out the gift after you're done. It says Christmas countdown crew, she is sealed. Did we talked about this the other day, right? About Licking how versus is it better, yeah, to lick or to tuck?
0: I think it all depends on uh, what time you uh, fill out the card and what time the party starts. That
1: is true. <laughs> is it going to have sufficient drying time? Yes. Or is your like check marks going to be awful? And they're like, and they're like why is this it? all? Yeah. Oh, you did that. Okay, in the car. here we go. Beautiful card. What can I see? Uh, it's a a Christmas tree sort of coming out of a, a rock or a stump oh, wow. on what seems to be a beach. Uh, and like if driftwood? she's from Oregon, is driftwood is that what that it could is? be? Yeah, yeah. And then there's uh, like a large ornament on the ground. Uh, if she's from Washington, Washington. Yeah. Oregon has. No, that's. What am I thinking here? Washington are you thinking, like, and Oregon are two separate states. They are separate, but, but they, they are both neighbors. have coastlines. They do. Yes, yes. that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I was like, okay, Eric, restart your brain. Here we go. Okay. Uh, um, Alicia, I was looking at the bottom. I wanted to see if she maybe spelled out how to do it. Yeah. Okay, here she says uh, Christmas countdown crew, thank you for the beautiful and meaningful way. You unwrap Christmas every year for Ooh. us listeners. Ooh, I love unwrap that. Christmas. We unwrap That needs to be Christmas. added to our quote. That's list. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. Um, I stand by my review of the first season. If you want your bells jingled, oh, a- listen to this. Dude, Alicia, up. we love your the way you describe us. I was just going
0: to say it reminds me of you want your bells jingled. It's the
1: same this person. It's the same person. Oh that's God. amazing. Um, only Santa himself could jingle them better. Love you guys. <laughs> Alicia, a.k.a. Sea oh, Hag and Training. Training. yeah. Yes. Local oh, Ocean, ocean awesome. Shores artist. That's yeah. amazing. Artwork by Patty Vance. Oh, my I gosh. love it. How, How oh, cool. Patty Vance
0: Refrigeration. Um, office fans will really appreciate yeah. that. Patty Vance, Patty Vance Refrigeration. Uh, all right, here we go. So I'm pulling this out. We've got a little bubble wrap here. Uh, underneath the bubble wrap, let me give you guys your. Here's the bubble wrap. There's your ASMR for the day. And here comes your tissue paper. ASMR, or your stuffing paper, Stuff. as we decided in the last episode. Uh, all right, let me crack this baby open. Did Seahag send us ornaments last year? I feel like... I feel like she did. She did, they and they were, were like, like ocean-themed yes. sort of things. I'm looking on your tree. Maybe it's the Believe in Magic one up there? All right.
1: That one up there, yeah, maybe.
0: Yeah. All right, here we go. Ooh, this feels like it nice could bag. be breakable. It's a very nice pouch. Yep. And it's see-through. But there's more tissue paper inside. More stuffing. It feels like it could be like sand dollars, Mm, which makes me really nervous because sand dollars are super fragile. Yeah. Have you ever found a sand dollar? Not uh, unbroken. Yeah, me neither. It's like my my life. Always is to to do that. Okay, here we go. I'm unwrapping. I think it is. I think. It's a sand dollar. Oh, this looks like it was handmade. And it's, and it's still... Holy Look, the sand leaked out into... That's pretty cool. So like the sand came out of the there inside of the sand dollar. There is sand doll- in this. Let's see if I... Here, I'm going to make the sound so people can hear it. No, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Never mind. No. <laughs> I was like, how do I do that? Look at this thing. What does it say on it? It says, Christmas countdown show. And it's a sand dollar with like some some nice charms hanging off with a cross. cross on it. it says twenty twenty three, and then it's got like it what is painted it? Is with like some glitter paint, mistletoe or holly, like sort of around wow, the top. Wow,
1: that is so pretty. This is
0: beautiful. Thank you so much, Seahag and Training. Yes. Um, maybe I'll hang it. Uh, hang it right on the or here. No, put it over here so it's in between us. Oh, that's good. Uh, hanging on. What? we talked about this last hang season. Right there. Why do more people not hang ornaments off of their garland? Um, I feel like like garland, like ornaments off of garland needs to become a thing.
1: Yeah. Doesn't it feel like it should?
0: Yeah. Oh, that looks so great. Thank you so much, uh, Alyssa Seahag and Training for that incredibly
1: kind uh, ornament. And we're definitely going to use your words in our blurb to describe our show. Yeah. Jingle your bells, unwrap Christmas. Unwrap Christmas. That's That's amazing. I love that. Um,
0: So Eric, we did get some other mail from from a brand. But before we do that, because this mail involves a taste test. Oh, okay. I was shopping recently yes. at my favorite, like, natural food store here in town. Sure. Yeah. Hold while I grab. I found some snacks that felt like Whoa. they were right up your alley. Whoa. I walked by, like, the center display when you first walk into the store. Whoa. And they had two items that were both chocolate peppermint. Not for see- our
1: fans. I'm seeing them.
0: You had, like, chocolate and peppermint in, my like, favorite. five of your ten yes. dessert items. Yes. So I found this first item, which I... Full disclosure: I've already opened and tried them. Sure. Because I just couldn't resist. Sure. They are called uh, peppermint chocolate pieces. So I'll let you, I'll let Let's you crack see. that open uh, and get started with those. Okay. They are very dangerous. I will oh, no. warn you because they're the type of candy that you're like, I could eat these one at a time,
1: or I could dump them straight into my hand. Yep. Yep. And eat it's seven at the same time Do you know what these taste like what? These taste like The mints that You get at like A nice fancy restaurant When you're walking out Back to your car Yes Right next to the toothpicks
0: But they've got a crunch to them
1: But they're which so is good Because they almost have
0: like An M&M oh, shell yeah. Sort of situation okay. going on Okay Those these are dangerous are really right good. Really good And they come from The natural food store So I feel like they're Really good for you Is, is what I'm telling it's myself It's 100% healthy that's all it is. Uh, so oh my you gosh, approve of that? Great. Yes, 100%. You, you take them home with you. Oh, That's my thank gift you. to you. Yeah, oh a little gosh. something to snack on during rehearsal. Uh, or actually, now your show's open. That's true. Do it in between uh, scenes. Uh, I'm sure chocolate in between singing is really... Yeah. Good
1: you know what I used to eat during um, uh, School of Rock is I love those happy colas. They're like the gummy colas. Whoa. Because somebody told me that the glycerin in them is good for your voice. Like Isn't it like of- waxed on the outside? No, I mean, you can get ones like that, but Uh, the ones that are like the Haribo um, is the name of the brand, uh, gummy colas, happy colas is what they call them.
0: I'm thinking of those ones. Do you remember that from like the ice cream man? Yes. You would would, like like, pop the top and you'd just like drink it. Yeah, no, these
1: are like, they're more like gummy bears.
0: Okay. I'll have to try those. Uh, All right. So this next item, I've never seen this before. It's from the, people have heard of this, uh, the Chicka company Pop. of Angie's. It's Boom Chicka Pop, yep. which is like uh, kettle corn. Yep. Now this kettle corn is drizzled with white chocolate and peppermint.
1: I'm so curious.
0: I'm so curious as well. All right, so we're going to crack this open. ASMR, here we go. Actually, this is one of those bags that says tear. Yeah, don't rip it like that. No. All right, here we go. I'm going to pour a little bit into your hand. Oh, that smells so good. All right, that's good. That's good. Is that good? Okay. Yeah. Ooh, I'm dropping it everywhere. Here we go. Let me smell it first. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Okay.
1: I need to try it too. All right. Okay. Definitely tastes like popcorn. Waiting for the peppermint. Ooh, it's very subtle. But it's
0: it's very subtle, and when you get it, it it's, sends that cool sensation up your nose. Are you not getting it? I'm not
1: getting it. Oh I, really? It's great popcorn.
0: Maybe try. It. See, this one's got red all over. It. Try that one. Sorry, I washed my hands before I came in here. Hopefully, that's the bite. Come on. Are you still not getting it? It
1: tastes like good popcorn to me. I them.
0: wonder if it's because you just came from the previous chocolate. Then that chocolates. was so minty. Maybe try cleansing your palate. Swish it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. again, people love this content on our show. And <laughs> I'm going to give you a little bit more. It's. Dude, I mean, it's look at delicious that one. popcorn. Look at that one. That's got to definitely... be peppermint. Tea. That's covered in red okay, flakes. let's see. I'm going to have a little more. It's very subtle.
2: Are you still not getting it? No. I, honestly,
1: I can't taste the peppermint. Oh, my gosh. It's delicious popcorn.
0: This is reminding me... weird there was like one christmas years ago i love this a christmas memory so my uh grandpa thought that like this watch had died Mm -hmm. because he couldn't hear it ticking anymore Mm -hmm. and so like everyone was like listening to it and they're like no it's definitely ticking and he and he was like in the living room goes everyone shut up and he put like the like and then he went like to a back room and like put it up to his ear and they're like dad you think you're, your you're losing your hair. He's like, I'm not losing my yeah. hair. This thing's not ticking. Uh, That's sort of how I feel right
1: now. I don't You're taste not getting the it? peppermint. Because I can still... I don't even taste the chocolate. It just tastes like really good buttered popcorn to me. Really? Okay. Well, why don't we put some in a
0: bag you can take it home? Yes. And then maybe try it later. It, I want to
1: see if Lisa can taste it. Okay. Well, I, because it's delicious. I wish, I wish delicious. everyone could taste this. And it's like, delicious. Would it, it just, be split? Wow. I, I was very excited to taste I the know. peppermint. Believe me, I was trying to sense it i mean at like a very distant like seven rooms away i can like imagine a, a little bit of peppermint it's like a whisper <laughs> a whisper a, a whisper h- of peppermint hint. all
0: right well, so anyway, that was good though it is tasty regardless regardless whether, very good yeah. um well that one maybe i'll keep that one sure yeah. sure. all right so the last item this was uh sent to us by our friends uh at goldfish you know everyone loves goldfish especially if you have kids it's live, it's live a snack them. that smiles back yeah. Goldfish. So in honor of the 20th anniversary of the movie Elf, and I'm showing this for everyone who's watching on YouTube, um, they sent us this very special gift, and it has a little message inside. Um, and it basically is just like, you know, we're doing this thing to celebrate 20th anniversary of Elf. Um, so they wanted this as happy holidays from your friends at Goldfish. Um, and so what they have done, and I'll show this to everyone who's watching, is they have two special bags, one for Eric. Yeah. And one for me that look like your traditional goldfish bag, but it's like got a really nice gloss yes. to it, and it's a flavor. It's a limited edition
1: flavor: maple syrup grams. Yes.
2: Wow.
1: In honor of Buddy the Elf. That sounds. Let's crack delicious. these open. Um, so huge
0: thank you to our friends at Goldfish for providing these for us. Um, you guys definitely need to uh, you know check them out on social media um, and, and look them up online and see if they're in your local store. And if you find them. You know, get some and let us know what you think of these uh, maple syrup goldfish. Mm. And they also have elf themed, mm. like oh, oh, did you smell this? Put I your did. nose in this bag. I did. Oh,
1: yeah. My some gosh. are like little elf hats or bottles of syrup. It smells like French toast. Um, that's delicious. It's oh like my. a bre- it's like a breakfasty, um, goldfish cracker. That is the most these. delicious goldfish I
0: have ever tasted yeah. in my life. My kids are going to like those a lot. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to try not Thank to you, eat goldfish. Those, the rest of them. great. So, yeah, shout out to goldfish. Thank you for sending those um, along. If you want to send us a little something to open up here on the show, um, you can do that. Just uh, send us an email, kringle at christmascountdownshow.com or DM us. Uh, we are on Instagram at christmascountdownshow. Also at christmascountdownshow on TikTok and threads uh, and at Xmas Pod. On the X, and you can watch these full episodes on YouTube at youtube.com slash countdown network. We don't have a ton of time left to open up gifts on the show, but I think if you get them out quickly, hopefully we can,
1: maybe we'll do like a big gift opening for the finale episode or something like that. Um, Um, We have a fun review to read. Oh, let's do that. This is a good one. Um, Okay, this is from Eagles fan, Christmas man. (laughs) which is (laughs) Eagles fan, Christmas man, Eagles fan. I think that may be of all of the names that we've read. I really like that one. The Maybe most. the best. Yeah. Okay. And not that I'm a huge Eagles fan, Kirk but I just like, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> but I just like Eagles fan Christmas man. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Here we go. Uh, the title is top podcast period, period. Just the best. Okay. And they said, wow. Excellent work, fellas. I want to start by saying thank you guys for having the guts to stand up for something you truly believe in. Wow. Anyone that is here is searching for that feeling of heartfelt joy and warmth of Christmas feelings, and you guys bring that to the table with your words, emotions, and subjects. I come from a small town in Pennsylvania where there is a lot of Christmas spirit to go around but I always needed something a little more. Mm. So I stumbled upon this podcast while at work one day. I threw it in my AirPods and just smiled for an hour straight. Oh. My heart was happy and the feeling of Christmas was right there over my head. It was I was so into it I binged all the previous year's episodes and I'm still working on them. Wow. Listening to you guys talk about your family and your children hits home for me the most. Thinking of family getting together for Christmas is the best feeling that can enter Someone's heart. Mm. I was blessed last year with a baby girl and my sister with a baby boy who are now going to be spoiled rotten at the Christmas holiday. Mm. When I heard Danny talk about his daughter, Riley, hopefully. Grasping the concept of Christmas this year made a tear trickle down my face because I'm in that same boat. I can't wait for that moment and the moments to come with my baby girl. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Never stop bringing the Christmas spirit to your fans because you guys can be a centerpiece to people's lives around this time of year. Fantastic job. To everyone out there, don't be afraid to be a Danny and Eric. Speak your mind and get everyone involved in Christmas spirit because it is magical. I wish, you, I wish you all a super Merry Christmas. <laughs> Enjoy the holidays. P.S. I did leave five golden stars on Spotify. <laughs> so thank you so much, Eagles fan, Christmas man. That's a, a oh, brilliant review. Gosh. Thank you so that much. Is that is so awesome
0: incredibly kind congratulations yeah. on you know having uh having your baby girl and to your Ooh, your sister nephew, having a yeah. baby boy I mean that's so cool I mean that was basically what happened to us two years ago is we had Riley and then not even a month later my brother had his first our, our nephew Wesley and um we actually just went uh, ornament shopping a couple of days ago at the Hallmark store and it was just really special to watch like Riley and Wesley like looking around like all the ornaments that were on display and watching them pick the ones that jumped out to them because it's what we've been doing since we were kids. And now that tradition continues. And I have to say I'm very proud of my nephew Wesley because his favorite one, I don't think it's what he ended up getting, but you know I like Funko Pops. Sure. Well, they did a Funko Pop Cousin Eddie riding in his RV this year, and that was my little two-year-old nephew's favorite one. I I was like, like, oh,
1: please get that one. Please get that one
0: for him. But yeah, just watching... Your kids grow up is awesome, but then watching your siblings' kids yeah. grow up with your kids. And the, co- the cousin experience. Oh, my gosh. It's like I, you start to get like what it must have been like for our folks to, when, us, yeah. to watch us growing up with, especially if you have a good relationship with your siblings yeah. and you love them and you're involved in each other's lives, and to then watch your kids forming those bonds and knowing that like the stories that we look back on that are so cherished that they'll look back on those hopefully in the same way it's it's truly a gift so you know wishing you the best Eagles fan uh Christmas what was it Eagles 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 fan fan Christmas Christmas man man. that's right um those those words are so incredibly kind uh if you guys want to have your review potentially read on the show uh you can review us uh, you can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple and you can actually leave us a review uh on Apple so please make sure you do that or DM us your review and you can have it read here on the show
1: that's right
0: yeah 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 um so speaking of Eagles, yeah, we've been sharing a lot of like DMs back yes. and forth with each other of like artists. You know yeah. where I'm going yeah. with this. So the Philly special, yes, who did the Christmas album? Yes, um, they're coming back for another one. Jason Kelsey,
1: Jason Kelsey, yes, Travis Kelsey's brother. Yeah, Taylor Swift's soon to be brother-in-law. I suppose Wait, is it happening? <laughs> I don't. Know. I don't like. I don't, I don't want know. to go too deep down that. But it's
0: like people are talking about engagement. It Christmas is coming. It could happen.
1: It, it seems fast. That's for it. an engagement, yeah,
0: but sometimes when you meet someone, you just know, yeah, I met my wife in May or June, and we got engaged in December.
1: I think though, with celebrities, there's just there's a a layer of not uh protectiveness, but just that like even though Travis Kelsey has his own fortune and you know, is a self made person and is doing absolutely fine in his yeah. own right. I would think that there's just a certain sense of like, are th- are you really in this just because you love me, or is it because I'm Taylor Swift and I'm a huge star? Yeah, and he may feel the same way. Do you really love me, or is it just because I'm an NFL star? I don't. I know. don't know. I
0: you see them together and they just seem so darn happy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But, I mean,
1: that's young love.
0: That's young love. You know, and, and not that I want to be Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift's therapist, sure. but, like, get to know each other. Yeah, yeah. You know, take away that t- Away from the spotlight. Away from the pressures. And just take the time to see how you react
1: it's to certain like, situations. It's like the Bachelor effect. Like yeah. sure, you can be on the Bachelor and you can fall in love with somebody because you're flying all over the world and doing zip lining and <laughs> and going down the river in Venice and then yeah. flying to Africa and taking a hike on an elephant and like sure that's amazing and ex- exciting yeah. and but what is a regular Wednesday night when you're seventeen years into your marriage going to look like? That's true. That's what you got to figure out. And yeah. if that's the person that you want to be with on a regular Wednesday night, seventeen years into your marriage then that's who you should marry. Yeah. But not who you enjoy flying all over the world and, you know. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough.
0: I mean, for us, it was was adult kickball. And just seeing the way that, like, she could get out there and have fun. Like, I just, I was like, if this person can have fun doing this... Then oh, yeah. I feel like we're we're good. But anyway, okay. Travis Taylor, you I'm sure you're yes. totally fine. Anyway, oh, well, back we to Christmas. About, <laughs> yes,
2: the
1: the Philly special. So the now I'm I'm unclear. Are they making a second album this year? That's what it that seems like because they, they made an album last year, right? And that seems like they're making a second album. So this is the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, mostly their offensive line, but yes. uh, everybody on the team uh, are coming in giving little cameos. Travis Kelsey's even doing one. Um, and they just had one of our favorite artists sing with them. Yes, Amos Lee. Amos Lee, who we love. Yeah, I, I'm trying to find
0: out, like, I feel like uh, a Philly Special, what to know about Jason Kelsey's new 2023 holiday album. Okay, so it's a new so one. So it, it's coming out. And it sort of has the look, have you seen the art? They're yeah. playing off of the um, Guaraldi oh, yeah, uh, yeah. look. Okay. Really yeah. special Christmas. It looks just like the Charlie Brown. One. Charlie Brown That's Christmas. Right. Um. So they had Travis Kelsey. You know, sings on one of the tracks. Which did you see? What track he was
1: doing? Uh, Christmas it, baby, please come don't, home. Right? It, no, it's the Pogues. Oh, is that what? Yes, he is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Which speaking of, I I was gonna say this for memes and things, but I'm gonna drop it right now. I saw the greatest video of CCTV closed caption TV yeah. caught in Dublin, Ireland, late at night at like three in the morning. There's Christmas lights on a bar. There's a random dude who looks pretty drunk, kind of like leaning up against a light post. Yeah. And then this woman is walking down the street. And it the clip I saw sort of jumps into the middle of what was happening. So I don't know who started it. But they're singing that song. They're singing um, Fairytale of New York to each other outside a bar oh, in Dublin God. at 3 in the morning. Two strangers don't know each other. It's so beautiful Dude, and magical. So if you Google that, you'll you'll be able to find it because it's been around a lot.
3: But I saw that. I think the reason they did that was because the singer from the Pogues just passed away a few days ago, Shane McGowan. Oh, geez. That's that's sad. That's a bummer. But what a nice tribute to him. Yeah, it was a really cool way to honor him in yeah. the song.
0: Yeah, and it'll live on, and now he'll have Travis Kelsey's voice uh, leading right. to it. But uh, but our boy Amos Lee also sings on it. I just want to play a little clip of, of sure. Amos because they showed... Uh, I love that they were putting up some clips from the studio and I also love that Amos Lee is wearing a Dodgers jersey yeah, in this I video. So, so here's a little clip of what Amos's track is going to sound like on the Philly special uh, Christmas.
2: They know that Santa's on his way.
4: He's loaded lots
2: of toys and goodies on his sleigh. Merry mm. Merry Christmas. This Merry move. Christmas.
1: I also love
0: like <laughs> their voice the
1: discrepancy of like a true professional yeah. singer and a offensive lineman, you know, like a yes. bunch of offensive lineman. And then Amos Lee's yeah. buttery smooth, although Amos there was out. a guy that they showed. I think he's actually a defensive lineman. I can't remember what his name was that they showed a clip of him. He's a big monster of a man. Yeah, right just looks angry like a big nfl player right <laughs> and they brought him in and i can't remember what song he did but he may have done like have yourself merry little christmas but he's this big dude and then he was like
2: have yourself and it was just merry little christmas
1: it was so smooth and heavenly and like you're like whoa did not expect that voice that is so that cool. whole album i think is gonna be good and i bet eagles fan christmas man is gonna love it
0: i bet he will i wonder if taylor's making a guest appearance do you think so Maybe next year.
1: After the engagement, that's going
0: to be part of the prenup. Very cool. Is that she has to make an appearance on the Philly special. That's what she's waiting Um, for. So so speaking of things that are Christmas news, I did need to bring something up. You know, we've chatted so much about this uh, Very Merry Giveaway that Walmart Channel is doing. And I did another deep dive. I'm doing a lot of deep dives lately, and I discovered something about this Very Merry Giveaway that I have failed to mention when we have talked about this. So you know how I say like there's a new giveaway item every single day, which there is, and I say, so you better get on it fast, because you've only got like two weeks left. Here's what's incredible that I just found out the other day when I went to the Hallmark Channel website, is that you, if you sign up right now, you can actually go back to the day one item. And you can enter for that item all the way up through the current item. And you can do that every single day. So if you go and sign up right now on release day, what's today? The 11th, you have two weeks left until Christmas day, which means every single day from now until Christmas, you can enter for all of the prizes that are currently open. It's not just per day. Yeah, exactly. And you can go all the way back to the beginning. It's not just something that's current. And let me tell you, like, those prizes as we talked about so you know we like tease like staying at the Biltmore out in in North Carolina well the the ship is not sailed on that the share signed album the ship is not sailed on that still winning all this amazing stuff and of course they have that grand prize which is the trip to London and Paris which will be the grand prize Uh, and then they'll reveal all the winners you know I think at the end of the year early January people um, will be getting uh, their emails and speaking of lists uh, there is a brand new uh, Hallmark Channel Christmas movie coming out this weekend on Saturday the sixteenth, yes. called "Sealed with a List."
1: Sealed with a list—that's another great. Isn't title. it
0: great? We were just chatting with with our new like BFF Paul Campbell yes. from Magic and Mistletoe uh, about the names. Yes, and this one is just another one of those that is absolutely perfect. So let's let's read a little bit about "Sealed with a List." Basically, the way they summarize it is: this holiday season, festive Carly sets out to conquer her list of abandoned resolutions. From last year, uh, aided by co-worker Wyatt, she finds love and the confidence to chase her dreams. I love that. I, I love the idea of like abandoned resolutions, yeah. you know, because we think so often about like,
1: Not what am I? successful? they've just been abandoned.
0: Abandoned. I love that language. Yeah. But also, how about the fact that like, usually on New Year's, we think of like, what are my new resolutions? Yeah. Well who's to say that the resolutions that you had last year or five years ago aren't stuff that's still relevant to your life and maybe you're more well equipped now
2: sure.
0: to tackle those resolutions I mean this is that time of year that people start you know making those lists yeah. and maybe you're starting to make that list for yourself and so I would encourage you you know much like uh, like Carly's doing in this movie is maybe look back at some of your old lists from years past and yeah. think about stuff you wanted to do that maybe now a reattack uh, a reattack of the yeah. abandoned list um, and, and see how Carly attacks uh, that, that abandoned list uh, with Wyatt uh, this weekend on sealed with a list, which is premiering at uh, eight, seven central on Saturday the 16th. And if you've, if you missed that one, or if you've missed any of this holiday season, uh, make sure you check out the Hallmark uh, movie checklist app, which is going to fill you in on all the deets, um, you know, involving every single Hallmark uh, channel Christmas movie, this holiday season.
1: Fantastic. Danny, I think it's time to get to our guest. Oh, my gosh. All right, folks. We are overjoyed. (laughs) This is the biggest guest that we've ever had, and we have been wanting to talk to this amazing person for. Three years for now. three years. I mean, yeah. really, our whole lives. But our podcast has been around for three years, yep. and since season one, we've been talking about this woman as the true queen of Christmas. Yes, and uh, we are so excited to welcome to the Christmas Countdown Show, Miss Darlene Love. Give Darlene. it up, everybody. <laughs>
4: Yes. oh my gosh so cool. how are you
1: darlene how are you doing today
4: i'm doing fine i worked last night and the night before and the night before that <laughs> so i'm really comfortable with you guys today it's uh, my off day.
1: we appreciate you <laughs> you squeezing us in on the off day i know how that can be yeah, very um so. okay so darlene how much do you love christmas music Because you've you've recorded a lot of great music in a lot of genres, but a lot of people do associate you with some great, classic Christmas songs. What is your feeling on Christmas music? Do you listen to it all year long? Is it something that you try to keep just in the season?
4: And for the reason I don't listen to it all year long, I could, but I don't. (laughs) Because when you get ready to perform it, it's not like brand new for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
4: Not like it's time to do the Christmas music. I don't do that, so I do all my secular singing and carrying on yep. during the off season. It is very special for me because growing up, my father was a pastor of a, mm. a small church and I have three brothers and one sister and we always did Christmas, what we call Christmas programs.
2: Uh-huh.
4: You know, baby Jesus and yeah. Mary and, and Joseph and we always, I grew up singing all those kinds of songs. Yeah. So it was always been very special to us. I mean, a really Christian relationship i had with with christmas Mm. Christmas.
0: yeah yeah we love that no we relate to that for sure now as eric said when he you know gave that incredible introduction is we've been dreaming of chatting with you since since the very beginning um and we actually our producer chris went back and found some audio from the first season of our show where where you happened to like one of our posts on instagram and we were losing our minds uh, over this thing We're like Oh my gosh Darlene Love Loved one of our posts She's gonna come on the show So if you're open to it We'd love to play you That clip right now Can you, can we play it for oh, you?
4: I love it I love it
0: Alright let's play that for her Chris
1: You know who we need to talk about mm. Who liked one of our posts Oh yes Danny I would like to do that On Instagram This was very exciting yep. Danny sent me a text The other day He said Look at who just liked One of our posts On Instagram The one and only Ms. Darlene Love Darlene. Singer of Christmas The snow's coming down christmas. christmas the darlene, darlene. Love, she liked one of our posts which yeah, means it's pretty we amazing may have a chance to connect with her you We're could
0: argue to. that darlene love and because she had to tap a heart she loved one of our posts right ding ding thank you so good much you up, so darlene if you are listening That's or good. you know darlene love we would love to have you on the show we would love nothing more than to chat with we would you. love to talk to you you are an icon and we it would be an honor to get to chat with you on our show a million percent. Yeah. Oh my gosh. A yes. million percent. I mean. So. And here we
4: are. <laughs> here we are. Three years all later. All these years later. It's like my life. When I want something bad enough, and I've think about it all the time. Yeah. I dream about it. as something that I always wanted to do. It eventually happens.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And you know, we've we've been sort of like teasing. You know, we have some of like these super fans of our show who are a part of this like private group on Facebook, and we've been like posting hints for them, like trying to get them to guess. Uh, um, and I think they all knew yeah. from the beginning because we we have talked about you so much we over really the last cool. two years, and we had you know Chris Ruggiero who you recorded with last year. He came as a guest on the show, and so huge shout out to Chris for yes, for helping yeah. to connect the dots and to make that happen um, today. I I'm just you know curious like when you were recording Christmas Baby Please Come Home, did you have any idea when you were in the studio that it was going to become the massive hit? that it has become.
4: No, matter of fact, when we got uh, ready to do Christmas Baby Please Come, we had already did Silent Night, uh, Frosty the Slow Man, all of those wonderful yeah. Christmas songs. And when Phil said we were gonna do an original, I got a little nervous. Oh really? I said, well, Phil, this is gonna be a Christmas rock and roll album that you, you're doing. And it was the first of its kind. Yeah. Do you really wanna put an original song on here? He said, yeah, but it's great. It's really a great song. And Ellie Greenwich and Jeff Barry wrote the song and Phil Spector, and they brought it to the studio. I mean, back in those days, you didn't live with the song for a year before right. you got it. <laughs> right. I mean, We were in, actually in the recording studio recording all the other songs. Yeah. It was in August and it was the hottest summer, I think ever really? on earth in California. <laughs> and we're in the studio. Trying to sing about Christmas, Christmas, right? (laughs) That's great. I think that just speaks to, yeah. Kind of like, are you sure? You know, I'm not so sure about. I sure didn't think about it being around 60 years (laughs) late, and that. Be a top 10 Christmas song right. for the last 10, 15 years. It's amazing. It always always the charts, which is still amazing to me.
1: You know, on our show, what we do is we do countdowns. We do top 10 lists of a bunch of different Christmas things songs, foods, movies, movie characters, all this stuff. And for me, my number one Christmas song of all time. Was you, was Christmas Baby, Please well, Come Home. It is just, it's the best. Yeah. It's just the best. Tell me, Darlene, what do you think made those Wall of Sound records just so rich and so full and where they feel alive today? It's Some Christmas music you listen to that was recorded long ago and it feels sort of like nostalgic or like oh yeah that's the in the olden days that's what it feels like but your records of the of that that Christmas element is so electric and like jumps off of the off your earphones into your ears it's so alive what do you think was the magic behind
4: what was happening there well you know what first of all it had never been done before yeah and Prospector does unusual things the wall of sound became the put on of this and the put on and the put on. Yeah. And a lot of the people that were on these records in the background were were natural people. I mean, if they were in the studio and Phil wanted somebody to put another sound on it, he said, come on in here and play right. this the, the, the tambourine or whatever. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff was live and spontaneous. And I think that had a lot to do with it because even the musicians, Phil Spector allowed them to play their little licks that they want. Sure. And if he didn't like me, he'd just take it off. Yeah. But it was. Uh, I think it had to do with the life, liveliness of that album. Everybody was so excited to do it. And I know everybody doesn't know this, but I always talk about it when I do interviews about Christmas Baby Please Come Home, that Cher, the first time she ever stepped in front of a microphone or bec- was in a recording studios, she sang background on Christmas Baby, Please Come Along. I know. It's
1: a, so and then cool. you just got on her uh, new Christmas album that just came out. It's a, What a full circle moment. So cool.
4: I always say it's a complete circus living. <laughs> and even Sonny Bono, who I loved. Yes. yeah. a marine on it. Oh, person. I didn't oh, know really? that. Wow. Oh, that's... And then Phil tried to have him come in and sing. And I told Phil, I said, listen, Phil. We're never gonna get through with this record if you don't pull Sonny out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That is one of my jokes with Cher. We always said that Sonny can't sang. Get him out of here. <laughs>
0: that's amazing. So but he's
4: on there too. It's amazing. He is in the right. background.
0: so many icons. Now, obviously, you know, your song is a huge part of, you know, Eric's Christmas tradition and just something that, you know, he's talked about a bunch on the show. How I'm curious, the the David Letterman late show Christmas tradition that happened every year with you coming on and performing, how did that come to be?
4: I was in a club called The Bottom Line in uh, Manhattan, and we were doing this show called Leader of the Pack. And they had Christmas Baby, Please Come Home was in that show. It didn't have anything to do with Christmas, but it was one of the songs that we sang in that show. Yeah. And the show was phenomenal. It even went to Broadway for a while. But what happened, Paul Schaefer came and played Phil Spector in the play. Okay. And he said he was gonna get David Letterman down to see the show. And I went, wow, that's great, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. You know, people say things and then they can't pull it off. So, you know, but he pulled it off and David came to see leader of the pack. And David said on his show that, that day that that was the greatest Christmas song he has ever heard. Oh wow! And, and he says, Paul, well, we need to get her on our show. <laughs> and I thought when they called me, they wanted me to come that night, but I was too ner- nervous and too scared. I said, I'm not ready. Yeah. But I'm ready on the- I got to find something to put on. I got to comb my hair. I got to do my makeup. I can't do it. So we didn't do it that year, but we did it the following year. And then to my surprise, which was wonderful, a gift for me with darling Love, we did it for 28 years. Wow. Amazing, and we were just on one year, and that's because I was in Europe working singing. Sure, yeah. And I couldn't. David actually told Paul, "If Darlene cannot be here to sing this song, we're canceling Christmas." Yes. <laughs> it's like,
0: such it's not Christmas you, yeah, such a David without you. Absolutely, it's true. It's true.
4: You know, by me doing that show every Christmas, I I was I had little jobs, but not enough to keep me alive. Sure, yeah. You mm. know, a little job here, a little job here, but. I tell Davis this the last time I talked to him, it was because of you having me on your show year after year that my work is just built up. I sure. mean, first it was just New York or Connecticut or New Jersey, but then it got all over the world. Yeah. Which I am so happy about this year because it kept me alive at Christmas time. That's another reason I love Christmas so much. Amen. Yeah. Amen. We, we feel that. you. As Christmas
0: podcasters,
1: we totally get that.
0: Yes. We totally get that. 100%. It's like our Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. Um, Darlene, so you've put this great music into the world. People clearly connect with it, not just in like, oh, that's a good song. I like that song. It has like emotional memories to them, especially when it connects to a holiday like Christmas. So I'm sure that you've had some pretty amazing interactions with fans talking to you about what your music has meant to them. Has there ever been either a story or, or a moment that you can think back to of uh, interaction with somebody, whether it's a fan or a fellow you know, musician or actor or something like that, that really spoke to you about what your music meant to them?
4: I had a fan that is uh, still a great fan today. She started out as a mother coming by herself, and then she started bringing her children. Uh-huh. And somebody like that, you kind of like, let them come backstage. Yes. Yeah. talk to them, you know, and find out what this story is all about. And then their children started coming. And now we have four generations of one family that comes to my Christmas shows every year. That's- and the last time I saw her, we haven't seen her yet, but we're, we're playing that gig yeah, soon. Yeah. Baby was there with earphones on. <laughs> <laughs> Nine months old, right? They say, Here's our next generation, darling. Here's our next generation. We're keeping them going. So I, yeah. I kept that in my heart only because this music has changed their lives. Yeah. That one song, it starts, they said, playing Christmas Baby, Please Come Home in October. And it goes all year long. So everybody that comes to our house hears that one song. Yeah. They play it and they all join in with it. And that whole family about, Twenty of them sit and watch the David Letterman show. Sure. I mean, how can you not remember this lady? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it,
0: oh my God. That
4: that story. Yeah, that thing about it when things like that happen. With me anyway, it follows you all your life. Yeah. Until you know, you do your regular show for seven, eight months. And then it's Christmas time. The first person that comes to my mind is this lady mm. and her family that I'll see again yep. because of this one song. So I don't know how you can match that. How can you not feel glorious and wonderful about the season and what it's not just doing to her, but it's doing that to a lot more people I'll never get a chance to meet. 100%.
0: You know, it's so cool that you have become like a part of their Christmas tradition. Right. Um, Now, what are some of your favorite things to do around the holiday season? What are some of Darlene's favorite holiday traditions?
4: You know what? I listen to a lot of gospel music, but, during that se- season, I, I have Silent Night by Barbara Streisand. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. It's the whole story behind this one. <laughs> Okay, we want to hear it. I saw her <laughs> back in the 60s. I don't even know if it was the 60s or the 70s in, in Central Park doing her regular show. Whoa. Yeah. And at the end of her show, she sang Silent Night. I said, lady, if I could get close to you, I'd pop you cut <laughs> well, it out. If I ever see her, she gonna get popped. <laughs> she sung Silent Night, and it amazed me that she would even do it as a part of her regular show. Sure, right. And I never. And that's been over forty years ago. But I never forgot her performance of Silent Night. And I think I've heard Silent Night by everybody, even me. Yeah. <laughs> it does not top what she did that night. And I always remember that. And that was one thing special. That song plays in my house, not just by Barbara, but a lot of people who actually have recorded that song. Yeah. And now, you know, you can go to that person and push the button now, and yeah. to <laughs> <laughs> you can yep. sing. look forward. Just say, uh, so-and-so, play Barbara Streisand. That's right.
1: <laughs> Boom, off you go. Truth. I love it. All right. So, uh, Darlene, I- I'm a- an actor and a singer, and so I always love getting into the mind of a performer, especially when you have a song like Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home. You've sung it 100,000 times in your life. I mean, so many times, right? And I've been, as an actor, I've been in like Broadway shows that have run for like a year where you're doing the same song night after night. And I'm always interested in artist process of when you're singing Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home, because you've sung it so many times, is there something that you're – sort of tapping into at this point or that you're thinking about? Do you still go back to a certain part of the message? Is it something that it's so easy that now you're just trying to take in what the audience is giving you? Like, What's going through your mind at this point in your career having sung it so many times, what goes through Darlene Love's mind as she sings Christmas Baby Please Come Home at this point?
4: It is so amazing because right before I sing this song, I lead up to it with a conversation. And the audience know I'm getting ready to do it. And <laughs> yeah. you feel the electricity in the room because they want me to sing it. So I think about, I said, now we're going to do David Letterman's favorite Christmas song. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's the way I introduce that song every time I sing it. Yeah. Because had it not been for... The song was popular back then, sure. but not like it became sure. from, from Letterman, David yeah. Letterman. And it's the whole idea... You should see David Letterman's face light up when he's introducing me, Christmas baby, please come home. And he says, and we have her here every year. Yeah. It's not <laughs> Until I hear Darlene sing this song. And I, I, every time I feel that, you know, there's some things that people say that resonate with you all the time, no matter where you are, or what you're doing. And that I actually am excited when it's time for me to say those words Yeah. about, mm. Because I had no idea, you know, 40 years ago that I would meet David Letterman, but be on his show and then become good friends with Paul Schaefer. Yeah, yeah. We, we see each other all the time. We talk on the phone, what you're doing and how do you want to do it? You got something new going on? Yeah. So, you know, and that happened long ago before my career even took off. So I have to go back to that time to make me really realize what this song is really all about. Oh and people God. tell me a lot of that it means this to me and it means that to me or whatever, but whatever it is, I'm so happy for a Christmas baby, please come on honey, I can just slap myself. Amen.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's part of one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time, Home Alone. I mean, I, when your voice is on that movie, it makes my heart sing every time. Oh, Speaking of singing in your voice, I'm curious, are there any Christmas songs that you never recorded, but you would love to put your voice on.
4: Oh yeah, there's a song by a gospel singer. Uh, her name is Mahalia Jackson. And she sings a song that's titled, Oh, what a beautiful city. Oh, what a beautiful city. Oh, what a beautiful city. And I just love that song. And I said, one of these days? I'm gonna record that song. Yes. I'm probably not gonna record it the way she did it because it's been over. <laughs> 50 60 years ago right but that would be a song i would really love to sing because oh, it's a gosh. great song i love it. it's that. about the yeah. as far as i'm concerned well I, we'll look
0: forward to it yes, being released and yes. when
4: it
1: is we'll have to promote it uh here here on the and show so. million percent <laughs> darlene uh we're gonna let you get out of here but we just want to say thank you Like, we wanted to talk to you to find out all these, you know, tidbits about your life and your talent. But also, we just wanted to say thank you for not just Christmas, baby, please come home. Because, yes, obviously that song is spectacular. But your body of work and your career is so inspiring. Your voice is truly the voice of a generation. You have such soul and truth that comes through when you sing that feels so honest and so real to people. And I just want to say thank you for filling my ears with joy and happiness for my entire life on this earth. And thank you for, for being you yeah. and being just awesome. Yeah. This,
0: you this guys, is so cool. you're
4: somebody I want to meet. Yes.
0: <laughs> this is amazing. Thank you, Darlene. Have a great day.
1: Everybody give it up for Darlene. Darlene love. Love.
4: Yeah. Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas.
0: Christmas. Okay.
1: Danny, major life box check.
0: Dude, I will hold on to this feeling forever. That was so cool. It's it's so crazy. You know, when you think about, you know, we, we chatted about this with Darlene, it's like this, the full circle moments yeah. of life. That did we ever think, sitting in our garage, we joked, we're like, yeah. wouldn't that be crazy if yeah. Darlene Love came on this show? And it just goes to show you friends that no dream it's too big. It's too big. You know, if you just believe and you put in the work, I really believe. you just
1: believe.
0: Josh Grobe will be next season. Yes. That he'll <laughs> and I'll have him sing just that. Just, just that. that. And that's say, Thanks,
1: Josh. This was that's great. That's all we need.
0: It was a great interview. Thank you, Josh. He's like, I. Uh, um, But yeah, it just goes to show you that if there's something that you want, that it, that it can be yours in life. Um, and it's just, I appreciate Darlene. I appreciate Chris uh, Ruggiero for making it happen. Um, truly one of those those special moments that. It's only possible because of this show. Um, So super grateful.
1: Um, All right. I think we should get into the countdown, yeah? Let's do it. Let's do it. All righty, folks. Now, we are talking about our top 10, 10 through 6, (laughs) Christmas carols or hymns. Yeah. Now, Danny and I have approached this in slightly different ways, but that's okay. Um, Was this hard for you to put this one together? No. It
0: wasn't? No. It was hard for me. Easy. Not, not because of like, oh, I don't like enough songs. There's just so many great songs that I feel like we haven't talked about. Sure. Because most of our lists of like the classics or the moderns or whatever, jingle bells might slip in there from time to time sure. or deck the halls or whatever. But, you know, usually we're doing more sort of like mainstream yeah, yeah. new songs. Yeah. And this really gets to the
1: heart of the holiday season for so many people. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to start at number 10 here. Okay. This is a good one. It's a good one. I if I don't hear this, which I you're going to hear this at Christmas time. <laughs> it's Carol of the Bells. Oh, I love Carol so of the Bells. Um, it is originally it is a popular Christmas carol with music from Mikhayla Leonchivich. Mikyola Leonchivich. It's a Ukrainian song, really. Uh, Shredik, Shredik. I think is what it says. And lyrics by Peter Wilhousky. Okay. Uh, they wrote it in 1914. And then in 1936, they wrote English lyrics for it. Hmm. Uh, but it, the Ukrainian music is in the public domain. Wow. Uh, so Carol of Bells, bum, 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 bum. That yes. sort of motif right there is the famous, you know. And that, it makes me always think of that Hershey Kiss commercial where there's all the- Oh, yes. And there are the bells. There like, yes. and yes, yes, the yes, one's yes. like, <laughs> and then it takes its little uh, like uh, paper thing and it, like wipes its forehead like, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Which I just love. So, yeah, for me, number ten is gonna be Carol of the bells. I just I, there's so many great versions of it, um, but I like to hear it as an actual. My mom always played in handbell choir, and I oh, love really? to hear it like with actual bells is great. I like to hear it on a piano. I like to hear it on a guitar I've heard it on. Mm. Um, it's just always great. It's very heartfelt. It's sort of like lets me know. I, I actually didn't know that there were words to it. I've always just assumed that it was just an instrumental piece. Yeah,, uh, but for me, I'm gonna go number ten, Carol of the bells. So good. You know, you bring up like the bell choir. Yeah. I always love watching the way oh, bell yeah. choir, like the way they like sort
0: of put their arms out and then they'll like mute it. And, yep. With they they damp it on their shoulder. They damp it on yeah. their shoulder. And at the end of the song, they all do like the tap the shoulders together. Yep. I love that that move so much. Uh, great selection. So you, you talked about like how we sort of tackled this differently. Yes. So not only did I identify the songs I really liked, but I found my favorite version of those songs and based off of my favorite version, then slotted them okay. ten through one. Um so the this song I feel like is a song that we don't grow up with uh having like a deep connection to here in the States. It feels like something that's bigger, like over in like the UK or Europe. Okay. And that song is In the Bleak Midwinter. Mm, yes. Um, which was originally a poem by uh, English poet Christina Rossetti. Um, and it was commonly performed as a Christmas, or it is commonly performed as a Christmas carol. Um, and this dates all the way back to the January 1872 issue of Scribner's Monthly, um, and it was first collected in book form in Goblin Market, The Prince's Progress and Other Poems. You
1: said Goblin Market?
0: I said Goblin Market, which feels very 1800s Christmas, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? Yes. Um, but there's been so many amazing versions of this song over the years. I think I really came to appreciate this song when Jamie Colum put his voice on it, uh, on his amazing uh, album, "Piano Man at Christmas. And there's a really cool video that he posted recently. I don't know if you saw it on his Instagram where somebody, I think it was at his Christmas show last year at Royal Albert Hall or somewhere mm-hmm. and was like, I want to sing that with you. And he like full on comes out and into the them. audience, like steps over the seats yeah. and somebody was shooting it on their phone and posted it. And he's like, to whoever this guy is, I hope this finds its way to you. And Jamie posted it on his own Instagram. Cool. And it's just Jamie and this guy singing in the bleak Mid- midwinter. So if you'll indulge me, I just want to play a little clip of, of Jamie's version of In the Bleak Midwinter.
2: In the bleak midwinter, frosty winds made moan. stood hard as iron.
4: Water like the stone.
2: Snow was falling, snow on snow, snow on snow on snow. In the bleak midwinter, long.
1: He's just so good.
0: It's so good. It just, you know, we talk about like the calming effect of certain songs. Mm -hmm. And In the Bleak Midwinter really has that ability to just sort of like bring you back to center and just sit you in the moment of the holiday
1: season. I think a lot of these songs are going to have that kind of a feel. Yeah. Whereas a lot of the music that we've talked about in other lists is more upbeat and not that these are... Sad songs, but they're more like rocking around the Christmas tree kind of songs. And this is more like, what's the true spirit of Christmas? What's the real meaning behind everything? Why? What's the reason for the season? Kind of uh, vibe. So, all right, my number nine is "O Come, O Come, Emmanuel." Oh come oh come man you will Yes. I love that. That's a really pretty song. Sometimes you'll get that in a Christmas Eve service mm. if you have an adventurous church. <laughs> but I always felt like in my memory that that song was what was one that I would sing in the church choir. Mm. Like that might be one that like the choir sings and People can join in if they want, but the choir is going to give you some cool harmonies and stuff like that. Uh, And the song comes from, uh, it was by John Mason Neal in 1851. Uh, It's a Christian hymn for Advent. Uh, It's known most commonly by its English title, but it also is a translation of Veni, Veni, Emmanuel. And I got to say, there's a lot of great versions of this song. I got two that I want to just kind of point out. Okay, Nat King Cole, Mm. check that one out, and then Lauren Daigle. Oh yeah, I love Lauren Daigle. We gotta talk about She's her more on this so show. She's so good. Yeah. Yes, so check out those two versions of "O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. That's my number nine selection.
0: Maybe Chris can play a little bit of Lauren yeah, Daigle's version here. Yeah, let's listen to it. Oh, come. voice is so unique and soulful. I'm a huge fan. I need to listen to her more. Uh, All right, so number nine for me is going to be the song Angels We Have Heard on High, specifically sung by Andrea Bocelli. Oh, that's a good one. Andrea Bocelli, his voice is so... Incredible, like I can't
1: find words to properly describe it. Go to like a classical, you know. Do you music know how station? it's been described actually? Mm. Which is sort of like the famous quote about his voice mm. is, and I, I think it was a celebrity that said it, but like Barbra Streisand or something said, "If God had a voice, it oh would be gosh. Andrea Bocelli." That that's like the sort of famous quote about his voice, yes. which is like that's pretty that's high, high praise. Pretty high <laughs> praise, literally praise. Um, but I just
0: his voice, it captures feeling in a way that very few voices if any other voice has ever come close I remember back in 2006 I think it was I went on a cruise with some of my best buddies and as we were like pushing off the dock we had like a a balcony and we put on like one of his songs Mm -hmm. as we were like pushing away and it was just like it felt like so the most epic, epic yeah. moment of my life, and I was like, I will never forget this uh, ever, though I have forgotten the name of the song, uh, but I will never forget the feeling uh, of, of what that was like in that moment. But uh, Angels We Have Heard in High uh, was written originally in 1862, and it's based off of uh, some verses from the Bible, which is Luke chapter 2, uh, verses 8 through 15. Um, I just think his version of it especially as you get towards the last like 30 45 seconds of it he hits these like notes you're like where does that even come from it literally sounds like it's coming down from the heavens yeah um so let's take a little listen to uh, angels we have heard in high heard on high uh by uh our old pal our old pal <laughs> andrea bocelli
1: <laughs> andrea bocelli
0: Good, <laughs> like how do you even, like I, good. I can't even think of hitting that first note he hits and he goes, let's go. Yeah, that's it's real just, opera training.
1: Yeah. That's incredible. So wow. if you haven't listened to that one, check it out. Check out his whole Christmas album. Yeah. It's so so good. It's very cute. He does a lot of songs with his kids. Does he really? Yeah, maybe that's I on his newest Christmas that. album. He hits. He sings like with two of his kids, I think. Um, all right, my number eight selection is Angels We Have Heard on <laughs> <laughs> um, By Andrea Bocelli? Uh, By old uh, pal? I have a different version that I'll highlight, but uh, as Danny said, it's a very old song. It's uh, from the story, uh, from the Bible in Luke. Um, it, it deals with the shepherds, which I always think yeah. is a somewhat, not forgotten, but maybe overlooked part of the mm. Christmas story, that like you had these shepherds <laughs> out on a hill in the middle of the night and all of a sudden the skies like light up with angels and they're singing and it's like this beautiful court like just that whole image to me is so spectacular and awesome in the truest sense of the word 100%. um i i also love to sing this song uh it does allow you to really kind of belt it out just the way it, the where it sits musically um it I, I always think of i think it was this song in the movie Prancer that the main girl she sort of like loves Christmas and everybody else is like eh whatever and she's like angels we have heard on high. like she's just singing it so loudly which is great um, the two versions that I want to point people towards one is uh, the band King and Country do you know oh these guys god I'm obsessed with these dudes they're like a, a drum sort of like they're a Christian group yeah and they do a lot of like percussion stuff yeah. here's a little bit of it
0: So good. They so some good. Amazing harmonies on that yeah, version. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. It also is a song that lends itself to really easy harmonies. And it's a good one if you're at church, you know, on Christmas Eve, like just do a little pre work and you can put out some nice little harmonies. Yeah. People go, oh, okay, right. we got some Where singers go? here. Yeah. Um yeah. the other person that I want to highlight that sings a great version is um Phil Wickham. Do you know him? He's another Christian yeah, artist. Yeah, yeah. He I think he actually goes to my church.
2: Does he really? Uh,
1: yeah, I think so. Um, but his version of Angels We Have Heard on High is also awesome. I may have a song by him
0: later on this countdown. Well, there you go. No so spoilers. That was, that was my uh, number eight. So good. Um, love that. All right. So number eight for me, I had to get some boy band love in here. It had to happen. <laughs> sure. Uh, the song, one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time, uh, the first Noel, mm. uh, sung by our boys in sync. Uh, it is a cheesy pop version, but I love it so so much. Um, when I think of like my childhood and my late teens and like what I was doing at that time. Like these were the versions of these songs that I was yeah. listening to more often than I was like 98 degrees and in sync and all these different versions. And I think they do a great rendition of it. Fun fact, uh, the first boy band I was ever in. Yes, that's right. First boy band, which means I was of in the more than one. Yes. was a group called forefront and back in, I think it was 2000. We got invited to sing at the NBC Employees Family Christmas party, like on the sound stages at the mm-hmm. old NBC studios in Burbank. And we sang like on, I don't know, it was like Bold and Beautiful or whatever, like General Hospital, whatever their yeah. show was, they had like their city set there. Sure. And they set us up on the steps, like a New York Street sort of vibe. And we stood there and one of the songs we sang was uh, the, the First, First Noel. Noel. And I will tell you, we had like the actual version sort of playing behind us and we were just sort of like sang over. The top with i had like my boom box yeah. <laughs> set up on the floor with like the speakers up on the uh up on the little like railings there and, and we sang first noel so let, let's take a little listen to uh the first noel by Insync. Yeah. High notes on it, he can do it. Yeah, he was he was he cranking it. it, but it's one of my favorites. No matter who's singing it, I love it. But uh, but I had to give a little boy band love, so that's my, my I number like seven. That. Yeah. I like that you may hear that song, uh, or number eight later
1: me. in my countdown as well. Okay, um, all right, my number seven the song is O Come All Ye Faithful, oh, oh come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. It's another one of those songs that I feel. While I enjoy songs like Silent Night that you'll hear later in the countdown, um, <laughs> that are a little bit softer and more, um, contemplative, yeah, I like that O'Connell, You Faithful to Me feels like Christmas morning and it's like, yeah, yes, everything is great and there's like big news to be shared. Yes, and it's the start of the new year and like it just feels so triumphant. Um, and so you can hear it in lots of different ways. I like it like that. Um, if you ever hear, um, is it Voktiv? What are they called? Yeah, They're oh, The acapella group. They're yeah, the acapella of, group. Uh, I think they're in Orlando, or it, yeah, because yeah. they do a lot of Disney stuff. They have a really good version of it. But I want to highlight Johnny Swim, who I've talked about mm. before. It's a husband and wife duo. They're so good. Let me just play you a little bit of their version of Oh Come All Ye Faithful. Oh
2: come all ye faithful, joyful and triumph.
1: They're so good. They're so, so, they're so like, uh, not sultry. Sultry is the wrong word. They're so like smooth and mm. caramely or something. Yeah. It's so I love them. Yeah. So it's good. super smooth.
0: It reminds me of, and I, I almost put them on my top 10 was The Civil Wars.
1: Oh, love them. Yeah. yeah. They have they, a lot of good versions of these types of songs.
0: They have O'Come oh oh Come, Emmanuel. Yeah. I love their version yeah, of that yeah, song yeah. so, so much. Uh, that's a great selection, man. Yeah, I love so that. That
1: was my uh, number seven.
0: I love your description of like triumphant.
1: Yeah. Feeling. Oh, I do want to tell you one thing about it because I yeah. thought this was a cool fact. It says that it's unclear who wrote the music or lyrics to this hymn. Possible candidates include King John IV of Whoa. Portugal and John Francis Wade. While composers Handel and Gluck have been suggested as the brains behind the melody. That's but amazing. I love the thought that an actual king.
0: might have written
1: that song song, which is pretty cool
0: that's amazing now i have a question for you there's a song that i debated putting on my list and i didn't know i was like do i consider this to be a christmas hymn carol the hallelujah chorus
1: i you know i thought about that too it didn't make my list and only because i feel like yes they usually do sing it on christmas eve right or christmas morning but i feel like it's so associated with anything that's great in yes. any time of the year, you're like, hallelujah. You know, like, it's not just specific to... Uh, yeah.
0: Famous. I mean, I think about it primarily when Clark Griswold plugs his Christmas sure. lights in, sure. and obviously church. Yes. yes. Um. All right. Next up for me at number seven is going to be uh, Frank Sinatra's version of It Came Upon a Midnight oh, Clear. Good, good, I good love one. this song. It has a lot of that feeling of like in the bleak midwinter. And I wonder, like, as you're know, doing research into these songs, I wonder if that's because so many of these songs started out as poems. Sure. Or poems, depending on how you want to pronounce it, because it came upon A Midnight Clear, uh, was originally written in 1849 um, as a poem, and it was written by uh, Edmund Sears, who was pastor of the Unitarian Church in Wayland, uh, Massachusetts. And then in 1850, um, I guess lyrics were set, or a tune was like sort of written so that way it could accompany um, the poem. And I just wonder if these things that start, you know, because poems are usually pretty sort of subtle and introspective. And I almost feel like if you put too much music behind a poem, it it would overload, and you sort of need this more subdued uh, sort of approach to it. So, you know, I love uh, Ella Fitzgerald has a great version of It "It Came Upon a Midnight Clear. So many people have recorded it. Um, But Sinatra, just the way his voice, um, the smokiness, uh, just sort of The Sinatra-ness of it, the way it sort of uh, lands on this tune is great. So let's take a, a little listen to It Came Upon a Midnight Clear by Frank Sinatra. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so
1: darn good. Um, yeah. You know, I feel like in those songs, Sinatra really gets the chance to like, like you were saying, there's not a ton of music, <coughs> excuse me, or orchestrations behind him, right? So he really gets to be like, I am the only thing you're listening to right now. Yeah, you know, and the song swells
0: a bit as it goes, but it's sort of <coughs> thinking about it in the moment, it it came upon a midnight clear. Um, feels like a very similar story to angels we have heard on high, yes. right? Like it, it's everyone sort of describing in from a different perspective, one of the most pivotal moments, you know, in history, um, and writing it, you know, as a poem or writing it as a song. So, yeah. um, I think it's beautiful. And, and Frank's voice on this is, is yeah. perfection. So that's my number seven.
1: I love it. All right. My last one of the countdown today. Yes. Uh, this was one that I didn't. When I made my list, I was kind of just going off like the top of my head. Like I know I love this. I know I love this. And then I wanted to do a little research, make sure I didn't miss anything. And this is one that I didn't think of. But then I was like, "Oh God, I love <laughs> this song." Coventry Carol. Do you know this? I don't know if I Let know it. Let me play it for you. Let's listen to Pentatonix version.
2: Okay. <laughs>
1: Now, the version that I love the most is mm-hmm. the Annie Lennox version because it was on that Very Special Christmas oh, album. It's right. so good. Um, so check that out. Now, the song itself is kind of sad. <laughs> it's It's like... It's written about the Massacre of the Innocents, which was when mm. King Herod essentially said any baby under the age of two was to be killed because he was trying to wipe out Jesus, right? Right. So it's, the idea of the song is that it's a lullaby sung by the mothers who've lost children. Oh, my So, gosh. like, it's really sad, but also it makes sense because it is such a, like, sort of haunting song. Yeah. Um. They say, uh, in regards to, sorry, let me pull it up here. Um, It came about in the 16th century, uh, and it was originally performed in uh, England in as a part of a mystery play called the Pageant of Shearman and Tailors. Okay, Uh, and it's uh, uh, talking about the massacre of the innocents, and uh, yeah, it's sung by the mothers of the doomed children. But it's so haunting and beautiful, and it just like it reminds me of that feeling of like. I don't know, two in the morning on Christmas Eve. So essentially Christmas morning, but it's not quite Christmas morning yet. That sort of just like dark, quiet time. Mm. Not, Not with what it's talking about, but just the sense of the music is what it brings me to. Like that real quiet, quiet time. Darkness, darkness, and, if and just like devoid of activity. Yes, before before the joyful, exuberant, yeah. triumphant.
0: It feels like you could like imagine like chamber singers, like, yes,
1: walking through the streets like with a
0: lantern, yes. and singing it. Sort or
1: of yes, or like in Home Alone when he like wanders into the church and there's it's oh, not that yeah. song, but like that vibe that you would wander into a church at like you know, one in the morning and there's like mm. a choir practicing and they'd be singing this. And it would be you know? echoing
0: from the yeah, the, yeah.
1: the walls. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. So Coventry Carol is my number six.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. I'm glad you included that. The more we get into this list, the more I'm like, gosh, I wish we had like 20 or 25 slots because there's a lot that just aren't going to make it. Fortunately, we have the bonus episode uh, coming later this week, which uh, if you guys are not subscribed uh, to the bonus episodes, you can become a paid subscriber on Apple and Spotify. Um, that'll get you not only this bonus episode, but I think there's got to be like 20 bonus episodes waiting for you at this point in time, or you can join our Patreon, which will get you access to bonus episodes and a private community uh, on Facebook, which is some of the kindest, most welcoming people people. that you will become friends with. These will become friends of yours. So you can click uh, the link in the episode notes uh, to get to that or go to patreon.com slash Christmas countdown show. And you can join up uh, there. Anyway, wrapping up this episode at number six for me, this is so hard because I, I have ones that are in my 11 through 15 that I feel like I could slide up, but I'm just going to leave it as is. Okay. Um, it's the song, Oh Come, Let Us Adore Him. Mm. And there are so many amazing versions of this song. Obviously, Pentatonix um, does an amazing uh, version of this song. Uh, I think I think they do a version of this song? I would assume so. I mean, I feel like they do every Christmas song. They do song. every song. Um, but the version that I stumbled upon recently is by a group called Shane and Shane. Okay. Have I you mean, heard of them? I don't. Let, let's them. play a little bit of it, and then sure. we can react to it. Uh... That's great. And then a great version. I like that. I love yeah. that It's just acoustic guitar. Yeah. It's Good just the two of them. And when they hit those harmonies, like it's so beautiful. Uh, the song itself, the lyrics are sourced from uh, some verses in the book of Psalms uh, 95, Psalms 95, verse 6, which is, you know, come, let us adore and fall down and weep before the Lord that that made us, which is sort of the source material for those lyrics. Um it just—I think of like those songs that you're singing, like the final week of Advent or on Christmas Eve, like at the beginning of the service. This is one of those songs because it's what the season is about yeah. for so many people—is the recognition of you know Jesus and you know what the birth of that child meant um, for the rest of time, yeah. you know. Um, and you can feel the power, the magnitude. Of that moment in history, in songs like "Oh, come, let us adore Him," and I feel like it's the type of song, the type of lyrics, that still carry weight, yeah, to this day. And that's what's so beautiful about carols and hymns is that even though they were written, what you know, almost two hundred years ago, in yeah. some of these cases, that the power of those lyrics, those poems, and the still resonate yeah. and still connect with us yeah. um, all these years later.
1: I love that. This is a pretty good list. You know, uh, something that struck me is there's a lot of these songs that start with "O." Yeah. Oh, holy night. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Oh, lo- come, let oh, us him. Oh, little town of Bethel. Yeah. And then when I was thinking about it, it's pretty cool because when you think about it, the story of, you know, the Christmas story is such an epic, world changing story. Right. And that you wouldn't say, like, hey, there's a guy down the street who just was born as this <laughs> yeah. of God. So, <laughs> you would say, oh, oh. <laughs> like, it's so. All, like so all spray. Yeah. yeah. You just have to like let out an O, oh, and I love that so many of these songs start with that because it's such a big yeah. epic thing, which is awesome.
0: I agree, hundred um, percent.
1: All right, folks. We hope you enjoyed that listen. Make sure you come back uh, for the next episode where you'll get five through one, and as Danny said, or the bonus episode where you'll get fifteen through eleven. Um, and thank you for listening. Make sure yes. you rate and review. Tell your friends about it. We're getting so close to Christmas Day two weeks two weeks so we hope that your season's going well we hope you're all safe and healthy and happy and we want to finish this episode like we always do by saying Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays we'll see you on the next one bye
0: bye
2: everybody bye bye see ya